My name is Kebohem, and this is Epiphany. Amata meiva Kebohem ni alojava akachengi. Twenty-seven Porakol eighteen sixty-five. An addendum. Time is staggered and disjointed. The way I write dramas is the way most of us live our lives. I think that this is why they've succeeded so much. I'm splicing moments together to form a story. Alone, the pieces of our lives don't make a plot with a beginning, a middle, and, and an end. But together, they do. From Akah Yisabala Memoirs We waited outside for a quarter of an hour before Advisor Tennis answered the door. Lee had wet hair, which Lee slicked back when Lee saw us. Lee met Kalta's eyes and grinned. Kalta looked at Lim and said, You know how many hits there are against you? Six. Fucking idiots. I stopped pacing and watched them size each other up. Advisor Tennis said, You again, and, and you! Lee rolled up the sleeves of their stately robes, which accentuated their bony features and stocky frame. Is that still current? Alta stifled a laugh. Lee moved Lur hand to one of the guns beneath Lur tunic. I kept my composure better than Lee did, so I said, We say Tumnarav or Tum now. Do you need something? Advisor Tennis glanced down at my bald fist. Lur gaze moved to my other fist, the cut of my clothes, finally to my face. The advisor closed the distance between us and reached for my hand, the one the one with the cut. Leon twisted my fingers and laid them out straight. Zenta performed the same action when taming the demon Orobi in the ancient stories. Tennis looked at the cut on my hand and traced and traced their fingers across it. Their fingertips felt like ice and they sent stabbing pains up my arm. I threw up a little in my mouth. Before Tenas could speak, Alta unholstered their gun and pointed it out at the street. Lee cocked their head towards the door. We shuffled into Advisor Tenas' home and Alta remained in the door frame. Lee fired the gun out into the street and both of us heard a scream. I flinched and grabbed the advisor's hand tightly, never mind the pain. Alta fired again and the screaming stopped. Has Karata de Parthamaina Mayanesi contacted you? I asked. The advisor pursed her lips together, eyes still on Kalta. Not about anything like this, Lisa. That's from Lim? Yes. Kalta left the doorframe, their gun still in front of Lim, and moved towards the sidewalk. I stepped away from the door and took cover. I said, Last night I illegally acquired documents. The daybreak movement will make an assassination attempt against Fadehin Kayangi tomorrow. And you haven't gone to the police. Code 1832-917 Advisor Tennis growled. I furrowed my brow. I've never seen any man do that in public, but maybe it's something they do among themselves. That still exists. I thought I told the Fadahin to propose a resolution to the Senate at least ten years ago. Kalta moved back into the home. It was nothing, just a large bird. We could carve it for meat, but it would be city meat, not very good. Lee shut the door and locked it. 
I right locked it, but the advisor's door had 18 bolts. And I hadn't noticed this before, but the windows had bolts of their own. And all of the interior doors. Alta said, I was certain someone had come after us. We should barricade the door just in case. Advisor Akach, do you have secure comm here, or is this the standard? It's secure, no one can eavesdrop. Alta clicked Ler tongue against the roof of Ler mouth. That depends on who no one is, but all right. No, it's secure. I'm very talented with communication systems. You'll need to remind me of your name. I haven't seen you in months, and I didn't think that I would encounter you again. Advisor Tennis glanced down at the gun. Also, put that away. You won't fire it in the house unless it's absolutely necessary. Avoid shooting the records, too. If something happens. Some of them are rare, 11th through 18th century. I asked, are you singing in any of them? Only five. Advisor Tennis glanced between us. Well? Akakelta, no family affiliation. Kelta cleared their throat. Akakmaina hired me to protect Akakmitangi. Advisor Tennis motioned for us to move deeper into the home. I followed them first. Kelta surveyed the windows and doors and smiled. Lee eventually fell in line behind me. Arata left a message, Advisor Tennis said. It might have been about a contact among the royal guards, canceling the religious ritual tomorrow, something like that. Nothing about an assassination. Whatever Lee said, Fadahin Akayangi is very pious. Lee would never cancel religious rites, even if they're more for people than for gods. Uh, so what do you know? I asked. Arato never tells me what Equilibrium is working on in any detail. There are weeks, sometimes years, when he doesn't contact me at all and is not in Galasu. I, I think they have a base of operations in Vipera, but Lee also spends time in Eroda, Itaka, Tok on a Mesa, the Thousand Islands on Atara, Asahobom too, which is the, the town by the Interplanetary Medical School, Nurka and Atamnokan on Mavs. Khatak on Mintaka, Soso and Shedi on Laso. Do you know what it's like to know more about your best friend via intelligence briefings than from Lim directly? The advisor brought us into a large downstairs office. It was a room with beautiful floors and brightly colored modern wall murals. There were so many carved and painted flowers that it was hard for my eyes to rest on anything in particular. Only after staring at them for a few seconds did I realize that they all came from carnivorous plants. Lee possessed several wall monitors and a low-stock table with husk-like traditional paper. Lee closed the windows immediately, and some of the paper scattered across the floor. I picked it up. Alta sat down on one of the long, low chairs, and I picked a cushion. We crossed our legs. Alta set the gun down on the table, and I brought out the drive with my copies of the documents. We came to ask you about the Royal Guard, too. It, it, it's good to know that Arato already has, I said. I said that I illegally acquired documents. A woman I've been dating, Sehutangi, had a folder in Ler room. I saw it when Lee was asleep because I was searching Ler room. Uh, and Lee belongs to the Daybreak Movement. Do, do you know why this intelligence would never have reached the Royal Guard or the Fadehin directly? I could think of 12 reasons, Advisor Tenes said. Lee took the disc from me and walked to a cabinet that concealed computing equipment. 
The Fadahin and their mother made laws that the other Tezachayra did not like, specifically the Karata. Do you like those laws? Kalta asked. I rose to my feet and walked to one of the room's bookshelves. I pulled out a scroll at random. It was a copy of a Galasuhi play from the 11th century psalm music. The score was in a book on the shelf below it. I don't want to think that advisor Tennis knew about the assassination attempt. If the Tezachaira hates something and one is a Tezachaira, all of them must hate it where the generalization just doesn't make any sense. Karata is a Tezachaira. Lee showed no signs of backing down once Lee learned the identity of the target. If anything, we're all scrambling to prepare ourselves for tomorrow. Advisor Tennis said, not all of the Tezachaira dislike them, only the older ones do. I looked up from the scroll at Kalta. Lee frowned and said, There's a chance that the Daybreak Movement has realized their plot's been compromised. I don't know who was following us. It wasn't the bird. There were no robotic attachments. It, it could be someone from among Daybreak. Hostile Tezachaira could also have agents. What's your position? Advisor Tennis inserted the data drive and powered on the displays. Aratha, perhaps, not Ariet or the Nuamwa. Ariet decided to be neutral about the legislation. It only impacts the Karata, the Nuamwa, Karatao, and Equilibrium, me, perhaps Amkzu. None of the other Tezachara live in Tvesha frequently enough to care. Outside of the collectives and their associated Tezachara, there are at most only a few of us on all of the gardens combined. Amkzu? Kalta frowned. The one in that story about the far north of Akefa? No one knows where Lee lives, actually, hence perhaps. Anyway, that's off topic. Lee covered Lur face with Lur hands, sighed, and let Lur hands come back down to rest at Lur sides. The contact between you and Equilibrium is how close, Kata? I'm just a contractor, but I do regular work for them. Akakhnitang is, is close, Kata said. I know that Lee is close. Lee isn't using formal words for Karata. Advisor Tennis studied me. Karata charmed you into liking Lim, didn't Lee? And now you're hopelessly in platonic love even though you've only seen each other several times. Tennis' eyes searched mine, surprisingly unguarded. I had no doubt that Tennis would work with us. Platonic love can take a person beyond what Lee would do on Lorone. I've spent so much time focused on Sehutangi that I just didn't notice. After I realized Karatao had no malice, and after that long conversation, they completely disarmed me, definitely. I never wrote down what happened. Not in its exact sense, but another woman would have pushed more. Even after being told by a matriarch to do what I was told to do. But that look in Tennis' eyes, I mean, is this what such a thing turns into after millennia? I'm allied to Lim, but not not in any kind of love yet. Where am I? Thank gods I'm no Tezachera. I said, Lee could be so dangerous if Lee weren't so nice. All Tezachera are dangerous, Tennis said. Kalta said, 
I'm not in love with Karata Meyanasi, but let's talk about the assassination, not your infatuations. Karata Meyanasi and Equilibrium Nexus cannot move quickly enough to stop this, even if the former is a disarming and charming Jumela. Like, one can't just put Karata Meyanasi in the middle of Daybreak's nest and infect everyone with true friendship love rays. I nearly laughed, but Tennis flinched. While I shouldn't have breached etiquette, I spoke first. Daybreak has spent so much time preparing for this opportunity. I, I don't know what they will do if they think that it's threatened. Even if they know about our counterterrorism work, they have a good chance at success. Is it the Karata? I mean, the reason the law is still on the books, the, the 1832-917 one, is, is it to stifle the flow of, of information? Tennis projected the data disk and started flipping through the documents. I watched Lur face for any sign of surprise. Lur brow furrowed and Lee gritted Lur teeth. Lee turned away from the screens and started pacing the length of the room. Kata and I exchanged glances, and I didn't know what to say. Tennis clicked Lur tongue, sighed, clicked Lur tongue again. Lee came to rest with Lur fingertips on the bookshelf. I met Lur eyes. A strange, chilly stillness cut through the air, rather like the sensation when I touched Karata's palm or when Tennis touched mine. I thought, who are these immortals and why has my grandmother decided to give me to one of them? It was a horrible thought, a disloyal thought. Matriarch Mohata holds the bow of our family and we are lure arrows. If... If Lee wants this alliance, I want it. If this alliance means that I must interact with Advisor Tennis, so be it. You mean to tell me that you've been gathering information on an assassination plot that you cannot... that you cannot even mention to police? You mean to say that you never confided in anyone from the progressive movement or even thought to ask your contacts within Equilib... or Karata himself? about involving me. Lur voice rose, and by the end, Lee was shouting, Why didn't Lee tell me this? Tennis punched the bookshelf. It cracked, and Lur fist came away bloody. The edges of the advisor's body looked like they were flickering, and a paper-thin atmosphere of ice and condensation collected against Lur's skin. I set the scroll down on the bookshelf and tried not to panic. Kata had Lur eyes on the advisor's hair, where the fog was more pronounced. Lur hair seemed to defy gravity, moving around Lur head in a halo. Kata couldn't see Tennis' eyes. Tennis was crying, and the tears were freezing on Lur cheeks. One of us needed to speak, and it was my responsibility, not Lur's. I said, I'm 19. I've never done anything like this before. Will you judge me for my youth? What's next? Will you call me three-quarters foreign? Fadahin Akayangi, 28 Porokol during the procession. Lee frowned and turned away. This could be anywhere during the procession, at any intersection. The fog dissipated. My heart pounded in my chest. I felt dizzy, so I went to sit down. Advisor Tennis leaned against the bookshelf and looked down at both of us. Alta cleared their throat. 
Is there any chance that Fadahin Akayangi will not be at the festival? Could they take ill? That would give the palace guard time to make arrests. As I said, this is a complex situation involving Hotohi religious conservatives and Fadahin Akayangi is also religious and conservative. They're still extremely angry about the reforms five years ago when Lee ascended to office. Lee delegated most religious duties to La Romela sibling, La Riode. Akayangi is still early on in Lorraine, reliant on political alliances forged by their mother, and Lee knows this. When I go to Lynn with this information and brief the palace guards, the festival will still happen. You need to understand that. This is the price of opening the spaceports and relaxing the immigration laws. For everything that the progressive movement wins, the coalitionists will take something else back. I can talk to Lachiode separately. Lee breathed in through her teeth. Alta said, what do you think will happen? Advisor Tennis breathed in and out three times. When we increase surveillance, we will have random bag searches. All weapons are chipped, so we can put up temporary scanning poles. They'll pick up any gun carriers. What about homemade weapons? Kalta asked. I wouldn't have ever thought to ask that question. Before 27 Porokol, I didn't even know that one could make a gun at home. Materials printing only happens in factories. Advisor Tennis said... Most people don't have the resources or training to do that. The ones who do have degrees. We can pull names of people with engineering degrees and correlate them against lists if Karata provides the latter. Anyone else would make something so dangerous that it could fall apart on firing. Two for Lim and one for me, I whispered. Neither of them caught it. I have turned those words over and over again in my head ever since. Two for Lynn, one for me, two for Lim, one for me, two for Lim, one for me. Does someone who plans to die really care about that kind of weapon? Lee might not even decide on a gun. Lee could use a grenade. Alta clicked her tongue and shook her head. That's an understatement. When I was stationed with a woman in Hideka last year, someone tried firing at us with a homemade gun. It exploded. I asked, what about something smuggled from the high wilds? Advisor Tennis chuckled. Theoretically, it's been easier for the past three years. Now, I tried to purchase a restricted weapon that way, and it would have... Would have cost me 8,000 lahi. The ship was intercepted. Don't even give me that look. No one who has a role in the occupation is allowed to own any weapon legally. The International Congress has information in a registry. The audio is silent for 15 seconds. I like to think that Kalta and I exchanged glances. I'd nearly forgotten that Advisor Tennis had had a role in the occupation. It's unsettling to think about it. So you expect that Lee will have a festival, I said. Lee will persess. I thought Sahutangi might be there if I see Lim. They have surveillance facial recognition of all the members of Daybreak. They can do something. This can be stopped. Something about Sehutangi and the procession started a dissonant sensation in my head. 
I felt like I'd missed something very important, something historical, like Akakisabala, but different. I have a grounding in history. I know where I come from. I should have remembered. I expect that, Advisor Tennis frowned. I, I want to be at the festival to protect the Fadehin, I said. Advisor Tennis responded, absolutely not. I let air out from between my lips. You'll allow me to stand in the procession with the Fadehin because I've gleaned information. If Daybreak finds out that their plot has been compromised, they might suspect me based on everything I have done to Sehutangi. I'll be safer among the Fadehin's staff if there will be security guards. They've cornered me, and I won't wait idly in your home to be murdered. I know that you have locked doors, but that's just not enough. I I won't wait in the palace either. What if they have people there? What if Daybreak... What if Daybreak is among the staff? Akakalta is a good bodyguard, but not as good as the Imperial Guard. The advisor sighed. We bantered back and forth for a quarter of an hour. Nothing is important to put down here, but the conversation was ugly. It was about what one would expect during a woman's argument with a man who works in domestic politics and still doesn't seem to know their place. The philosophers say that epiphany happens when one realizes one's purpose and identity. The Dveshi added a layer over that to make a kachahengi. An epiphany that happens when who and purpose fuse together into perfection, symbolized with a double helix. Only in Akajahengi can one even hope to sit at the gods' table and consume their immortal food. Perhaps Akajahengi is the secret of the Tasakhara, or perhaps those who attain it dissipate in the wind. In the canyons, we use the Dveshi word to describe the moment of reckoning in a tragedy. Not epiphany or enlightenment. We do it because the Shiji and the Galasuhitveshi have abused us so harshly across the centuries and millennia, so much so that I feel the pressure cooker will burst at any moment to seethe and burn against everything in its vicinity. In the dramas, Akajahengi is when the protagonists come to know everything, yet realize that they must still face destruction. This this word means coming to know one's place. I have read back through my earlier entries, working them into my head until they make grooves. This story is a series of fragments centered on the things that I thought I knew. These things just don't add up. This entire story has actors still hidden from me who've orchestrated this entire thing. You may suspect by now that I've been backdating. It's very detailed because I have added embellishments based on the sounds I can hear from the bug that I wore. I think that I can remember perfectly when I close my eyes, but what is memory? This was over a week ago. If I can listen enough, if I can write truthfully enough, if I can have enough courage with these words that my descendants will definitely read and definitely judge and judge correctly, I can enrich a story that has already entered the propaganda cycle where the monarchy and progressive movement have torn it to shreds and refashioned it into what they need to progress their agendas while removing the pieces of it that were human. 
This is a story that the shadows among us have already marked me for experiencing. This is that symbol that Ligad dissipated all those weeks ago on my smart paper. This is them. I only need to write down the critical part of the argument. You, my descendants, only need to know this. Advisor Tenna said yes after that quarter hour. And then Lee said something else. The one you resemble was named Tani Karomo Nitase Kaleso. I knew that, but I allowed them to continue. You two have very similar faces, but the resemblance is deeper than that. You have the same look in your eyes when discussing your dreams and expectations. You subsist on dreams. Kalta rolled their eyes and went to the window. Lee did not stand directly in front of it, but to the side. Their critical gaze landed on something specific. Lee glanced back at the gun on the table. Akak Gisabala wore the white ash on their face when Lee was very young. I will do the same with your blessing, I said. You know about Akak Gisabala too. Um, yes. Thani never stopped talking about them. Lee believed in making a difference. Akagisabala betrayed their husband to the authorities, I said calmly. This is why I will go and paint my face white with ash. Advisor Tennis clicked their tongue ad infinitum. When Lee finished, finally, Lee said, Thani contracted the Mukanwa 24. It's something that I've seen happen before to politically ambitious people. Lee slashed their arms 37 times before Lee did it the correct way. Lee also stabbed himself in the throat three times. It was an absolutely hideous forensic scene. Lee lived away from family just like you in an apartment building. I am not your Thani. I hate seeing the next generation die before they have the opportunity to make a difference. This country is sick. The world is sick. The gardens are sick. And you have a future. You will not make a difference in this moment, but in the future, if only you back down. I lowered my voice and I said, I vow to the gods that I will be in that procession, and you will allow this to pass. I vow this to Hatkranar, Nadresan, and Zahamatra. I vow this to Yisven. I vow it, and it will be observed. I use the gods' formal names. Advisor Tennis sighed, but Lee allowed the oath to pass without comment. Kalta and I went into another room while Lee made a call to Karatao. We could hear them screaming at each other through the closed door. Well, not both of them. Tennis was the one screaming. Karatao's voice was as charming and as cool as ever. Neither of us knows the language. I heard my name, the Fadahin's name, Kalta's name repeatedly. There was a lot of sighing. At one point, 
Panes broke something against the wall. That was during one of the really intense shouting episodes. Tennis came out of the room disheveled, looking like something had chased Lim. Lee said, Other Tezechaira want the Fadahin dead. We don't have a high chance of success, I'll have you know. After I do my part in the ritual tomorrow, I will leave and do something that will draw them away. That way, at least you'll be dealing with only mortal assassins. Don't ask me anything else about it. It's enough that you're as involved as you are. I could help you, Kalta said. No, you need to stay with Saluz to protect Lim. Nitangi. I don't think that Kalta was happy with that because Lee spoke only in monosyllables that entire afternoon. Then again, everyone was tense. The three of us traveled to the palace that evening in a private car. My Belly felt heavy, as if I'd eaten a stone, even though Tennis had told me not to ask Lim anything. I could not help but brainstorm questions. You have been listening to Epiphany by KBOM. For a text version, cultural notes, and to subscribe via RSS, please visit http colon slash slash K-A-Y-E-B-O-E-S-M-E dot com slash epiphany.